Hello and welcome to the ABO Outfitters podcast. Uh, I'm Andrew Murray here in studio today with Matt Byer. We're going to throw... Top of the uh, day to you. Top of the, top of the day, top of the afternoon. Uh, we're going to throw a couple of uh, short podcasts out here uh, to you guys. We've been, we've been a little slow here lately on the podcast. It's been busy uh, work-wise and everything else and... Uh, we created a podcast uh, initially with the intention of kind of doing some, you know, hunting stories and longer episodes. And then this spring we did our first one called The Goods where we broke out uh, a segment of the podcast with the fishing guys at LOA and kind of broke down some really specific tips and tricks for a uh, fishing opener. Right. And so that one, that one was like just a short actually like excerpt from. From a, the original podcast. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So we're kind of like. Uh, gonna dive into real specific items like this time we're gonna talk about um, just cell cams catch up from where we left off not as quite in depth but and then uh, kind of whenever we breach more specific topics we'll call that one like the goods topics or the goods portion so yeah yeah exactly so we appreciate feedback from all you guys that do listen uh, consistently and um, hopefully you guys like this and hopefully it allows us to produce consistent podcasts more frequently. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, so without further ado, let's dive right into the trail camera uh, topic. And so, you know, last time we just kind of broke down a few different types of, of uh, trail cameras that are out there and uh, just scratched the surface, I think on early season pre-season scouting yeah i think it was even it was before the season even started so we were just trying to gather the inventory yep exactly and so now matt and i have been hunting together although we haven't even really sat yet right <laughs> just <laughs> because we haven't the bucks that we're chasing we haven't had an opportunity to really set up to kill them yet that um, and other trips get in the way other trips get in the way yep um but We've been running the cameras now uh, really since, you know, the la later part of August. And so now today is is officially the uh, 14th of October. And so we've got, you know, almost a couple of months of, of activity on these cameras now. And so wanted to give you guys just an update on, on where we're at. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, we have got a few different properties that we're running cameras on, both personal and mm -hmm. public, private, and... Uh, it's kind of cool to see the the ebbs and flows of the deer activity with the weather changes, the pressures, the the moon phases, and whatnot. Yeah. And now we're like Andrew said, we're in mid October, so it's right about that time where it's going to start heating up here. At least in Minnesota, it's kind of the that mid October time when you start getting into late October. This weekend we got a we got a really uh, awesome cold front coming through. They're predicting snow in the forecast and locations, so. We're getting jacked. Exciting times. Exciting times if you are a whitetail hunter uh, in the Midwest. Um, and so so to to kind of circle back, the camera that we were talking about uh, when we had our initial podcast, or one of them that we had out here, was the, the covert. Um, the covert that we had here uh, was the Blackhawk Um too. We, we had both the Verizon, the AT&T model, which yep. is their upper end model. So there's the code black, yep. which is the AT&T model. And then and the Blackhawk, which is the, correct. LT, the Verizon correct. LTE yep. model. And so, you know, both are, are um, 
kind of in the same price point as far as, uh, you know, quality goes. And as far as covert goes, this is, this is definitely one of their higher end cameras from a price point perspective and really, you know, kind of across the market, I would say it's a higher end camera. Now we've been running these, like I said, for, for a couple of months and I can say without question, mine has performed hands down flawlessly. Yep. It is unbelievable. Uh, photo quality is great. Um, the consistency in which the photos are sent to me is unbelievable. Uh, I'm really happy with, um, even sensitivity, like you're not getting blown up with a hundred wind pictures or sun deflection pictures or anything like that. That just seems to be a solid camera as far as capturing goes. Yep. And so, you know, you have within the apps now, so covert has the app and that's how the photos are sent. So for those of you that don't use cell cams, you have, you have another, a bunch of options as far as how the photos are transmitted to you. I personally found out from my wife that I don't like to get text messages all through the night when deer are cruising. (laughs) And so I decided to push those notifications to the app itself. So then when I wake up in the morning, generally the first thing I do now (laughs) is look for the covert app and see what my camera was doing all night. Christmas morning, every morning. Yes, exactly. And so that's where they'll show up. And the, uh, the, the sweet thing with, with the covert and all of these cameras have this app, but you can really adjust everything with it. Video versus still photos, uh, image quality, image quality. Um, the, the amount it does of time. take, it also does take real time photos, which is a nice feature. Real time photos, which so is you can really request cool. it. It'll turn around in real time. It'll just take a picture and set it to your phone five, 10 seconds. Yep. So, yep. So you, so if you're, if you're concerned, that your that your camera isn't working. If you haven't had good activity for a couple of days, which right. we've had happen, yep. you do a real time photo, get the photo back, so you know, all right, camera's still good, yep. not a problem. You know, I could see it being beneficial if you're, you know, trying to sneak out of work early or you're late to the stand. And, you know, life gets in the way and it's pushing the time when the deer are on their feet. And you're yeah, like, oh, shoot, so quick, take a photo. But again, it should if you have it set up on instantaneous, it should send it to you if there was one there. But yeah. Yeah. Still a nice feature. And I've really enjoyed playing with like the timing of, of the intervals in between photos. And so it depends on where you have your camera set. But if you have it in, a, in an area where deer move through rather quickly, you can reduce the interval down to as low as three seconds. And it'll take photos every three seconds. You can have it go up to a minute, two minutes. And so there's just a lot of versatility and flexibility with this camera. Right. Uh, it has a really nice wide camera angle. Um, Definitely. The other thing I've really enjoyed is I've had it out now for two months. I still have 60% battery life on mine. I just pulled mine up. I'm at 70. Yeah. I had, a, I had like a week where I didn't have mine out. So right. I saved some, but so awesome. good reception, good, good, good battery life. And, and I think it's just life. running like the regular eight double A's or six double A's or something. Like well, that. this one, so the mine, at least I don't know about yours. Mine took uh 12 double A batteries. So it had, it, it runs off of, I think eight, but then it'll start to draw from those other ones as well as the battery gets lower. So I'm not sure exactly how that works, but in any case, I I really didn't know what to expect. And I'm, I think, I mean, I have several thousand photos on, uh, that my covert has taken. So it's not like I'm in a spot where it's only, you know, setting me two pictures a day. I'm getting, you know, I'm probably getting a hundred photos a day, say on average or, or something like that. Um, probably not quite that much, but 
anyway, it's sending enough photos where, you know. And it's not eating the battery. Right. It's not eating the battery. And so, I mean, overall, we've just been super impressed. Really happy with it. Another nice feature is that you can do all the the, uh, firmware updates right from the camera. So, like, if you're checking it and moving it, you set it up, you can do it from the field, too. Yep. There's an option right there on the camera, so you don't need to download anything or bring anything out to the field you don't need your computer with you so it's all done wirelessly it's nice yep absolutely um so if you know these are obviously cameras that that abo sells on our website um if you ever have questions about it feel Feel free to reach out to us and you know we'll we'll fill you in one of the things that um a lot of guys ask me about is the cell phone plan right what does that look like and also the let's say somebody comes up north to hunt or whatever but they've got uh t-mobile so what does that mean for them you know and so the nice thing about how these new cameras are working now is that because i have an at&t plan personally it doesn't matter what type of plan you have on your phone at all um what you want to do is choose the camera and the the cell phone plan that has the best service in the area that you're going into. So I have AT&T, but let's say the area that I'm hunting in that I'm planning to use the camera, um, my brother uses Verizon and I know he gets better service Then I would want to get the Verizon, the Verizon camera to work in that region because it's going to get better service there for me. So that's one thing to, to point out. That's a very good point. You know, is that you, I think a lot of people maybe look at this and initially it, you know, you was kind of had to sync up with, with what type of phone you were having because of the way the communication worked now, because of the app, um, you know, these photos are uploaded to a cloud and then that sent that works with the app on your phone. And so it doesn't matter what type of phone you have as a carrier. All you need to know is what, what, you know, service is going to provide the best possible service in your area so that's pretty neat too and does that go industry-wide on the other cell cameras as well as far as i know it does yeah anyone that has now an app-based delivery for their photos that's exactly how that works yep and so awesome tip yeah so that's a great tip and you know and, and these plans are really pretty affordable um I personally do mine month to month because i i will most likely shut it off um you know in december and uh and give my camera and my batteries a break and also just to kind of make sure that the camera doesn't get beat up too much over the winter um but you know you you're you're looking at like 7.99 a month um to get you know i think i, I pay I seven thousand right i pay 7.99 a month and i get a thousand pictures a month and so for me and for where i'm using my camera that's more than enough for what i've had to use so far um, obviously if you're using a camera on a spot, you know, like, like a food plot or a feeder in plot, states that allow feeder, it, feeder, you know, if you if you're in a state that you can hunt over bait, probably not going to want to put, uh, well, you'd want unlimited if you're going to use a cell cam. I don't even know that I'd, I'd suggest a cell cam in some of those situations because of the consistency that you have to go in and update the feed, you know, in those situations, at least for me, you know, I don't. Again, I don't have enough experience with this yet, but I think it'd be tough. Right. Obviously, all these um, cell phone or yeah, cell trail cameras now have a solar charger kit that comes along with it that you can buy and upgrade it with. And so that's a possibility, but I don't have enough experience with that yet to say, you know, whether that would be ideal or not. Right. 
Yeah, I'm paying the uh, it's seven ninety nine for a thousand a month, and uh, I mean, if you run it for four months and you don't have to go out and check the camera consistently or just to go get your peace of mind, like I'd pay thirty two dollars for four months of yeah. not having to drive out there and yeah, swap cards and walk out. Yeah, and just the the silent factor and the instantaneous factor for thirty two bucks right for the fall. That's nice. Absolutely. Now. Just a couple of just like examples, I think for me, and you can share one too, Matt, of, of how this has been a benefit. Um, cell cams in general is that, you know, where, where I'm hunting, where Matt and I are hunting on some public land right now, um, I've transitioned my cameras uh, over scrapes. And what's been nice about it is that one of the bucks in particular, I, I'm pretty confident is moving elsewhere. And when and when those big scrapes show up, I just get really antsy to go out and check those cameras. I mean, it just drives me nuts. And so now um, I'm trying, you know, part of the reason why we haven't hunted yet is because we know because of the cell cams that those deer aren't transitioning through those areas consistently yet, certainly not during daylight yet. Right where we feel like we got to be in the woods in a, in a stand hunting them. Um, and so that to me has been a huge advantage, I think in terms of staying, <laughs> staying out of the woods, you know, and, and bothering, uh, those deer and, and continuing to check and move my non-cell cameras on the perimeters. Uh, and, you know, just again, giving us the Intel that we need to know when it's go time. Intel and less intrusive. Yep. And I know you've got a buck down South that you've got a cell cam on and yep, yep. you're trying to get your family on them. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's a little too far for me to commute every day to go or every weekend to go to try to hunt them. But he, uh, this deer has been pretty, pretty uh, for the most part on a, on a routine. He's going one way in the, in the evening from bedding ground and going back in the morning, you know, so he's making a little loop if it's, you know, if it was for food or if it was for now checking, scrapes or just he's got his playground he likes to go to in the middle of the night and it's kind of cool you can see depending on the weather patterns of when he's getting up to do that routine so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out here the rest of the fall i know yeah. i know my brother and my dad have been sitting a little bit when when it works for them to travel to get there but yep that's awesome yep so on that point and the deer that that matt's and his family are chasing down there the camera that you have on that buck is another cell camera spy point correct yeah uh, and that's the cell link micro correct yep. yep i get a few more of those based basically just because it's a it's a price point, price point. cell camera like yep. you can get them in the, depending on the sale price but yeah. you can get it from 100 to 150 bucks i think they retail at 150 so yeah it's you it's much uh much more reasonable to buy multiple cameras and uh and to go put them out and try to cover more ground mm-hmm. with that i think you've you've also have some too we've seen that the performance isn't quite up to the top tier cameras but yeah there's been some glitches um maybe some when they send the photos or firmware updates or right stuff like that i know you had a bear that got after an antenna yeah. so on that one yeah. <laughs> down for a little bit but yeah for the most part, it's still a pretty good camera that I've seen. I still would like to investigate their their cell link deal, deal too that you can put to a non-cell camera to yep. see what the performance is of that with their spy point technology. Yeah, and I think my overall feedback on that camera would be exactly like what you said. It's been, it's just been inconsistent. And that, and I think for me, 
my my hope or my goal in having a cell cam is that it's sending me fixtures so I don't have to go in there. And with both of my spy point link micros, I've had to go back in there quite a bit. In fact, one I don't even have in the field right now, um, which might I think that might have been the bare one that the took antenna. the antenna off. But it, it's been we you know Matt both Matt and I have had to do updates to them. Um, it seems like the ones that we've just put out and left there and not moved around have done pretty well. Yeah. And so I'm a big cam remover guy. <laughs> uh, I like to, I just like to, I'll put a camera in a spot that has, that is, you know, that's not a trail that has very little activity just to, because I'm curious if the buck is possibly using that as a sneaky travel route. And so I'll go throw a camera up for three or four days. And if he's not using it, then I'll move it. And so I think part of my problem with the spy points is that they have these really, it has this really, I mean, for lack of a better word, fragile, I don't want to say cheap, but it is, uh, antenna. Right. And, and so the, the one of mine, I'm pretty sure broke because a bear was fiddling with it. The other one I'm pretty sure broke, the antenna broke because I just was transporting it in my bag. And so the one tip I have for guys that are using those cameras is just screw the antenna off. Yep. Put it in your put it in your front pocket, whatever. And then when you get to where you're going to set it, get the camera set, screw the antenna on, and then you're good to go. Right. Another tip I have is, and I found this just cruising online, is if your if your cell uh, if your antenna does break, I went on to Amazon. Bing Fu is the name of the brand, like B I N G H F U, I think. And uh, I bought two antennas for eight ninety nine, and I replaced both the antennas on my cameras, and now they're both operational and good to go again. And so, you know, they've they've been. I think you've had pretty consistent photos with them. I'm not super happy with the trigger speed. I've had a lot of I've had a lot of butt pictures, um, and for some reason, I've had a lot of fog. Like, yeah, a lot of yeah. dense. Like I don't know if it's. Early something morning, the, yeah. Some with the lens and the construction of the camera. Mm-hmm. If there's any dew and it's a really moist, humid morning, um, we had just a ton of days where you couldn't even see. You could see that there was a body of a deer in front of it that triggered it, but you couldn't see anything. Yep. So that would be one negative thing. But I mean, for overall, I would still give it a for a entry level camera. I'd give it a solid B grade. I would say yeah. for a camera, like yeah. it does get excellent cell phone reception i used it in a spot where my right where my phone wouldn't work but the camera would so camera would i left the phones. camera and i still could go home and get the pictures so it worked in that aspect um long range trigger i noticed in one instance where it actually did a good job is the reach of the trigger um it's you know for a price point camera it's not quite as it doesn't have the quality or image as like the covert per se yep but um they, it's a little bit more of a fuzzy. You can still request the HD photos, the HD photos, yep. and get that sent to your phone for like, it's like you have fifty requests for five bucks, which isn't bad. So. Right, right. But, so, and yeah. I and I think the, for me, even like if you're moving that camera a little bit, I've gone and I've actually pulled the card and checked it, and then those photos are the full res photos, you know, that you would get. And it's only, you know, it still is only I think a twenty meg camera right um and so it's not you know you're not gonna have just like ultra high quality photos especially if it's a 
you know, a borderline evening. We had a couple of pictures like that that were that were in that last light scenario before you got the full flash, mm-hmm. and we could we could kind of make out that we thought it was one of the target bucks, but it was pretty tough. Even with the HD, we couldn't really for sure identify which buck it was, and so. You know, it's an entry point camera, so there's obviously entry price point, entry level price point camera. So there's obviously going to be a few hiccups with it, not as high quality, um, a few little knickknacky things that you're going to have to look out for and watch for. But overall, right. you know, they've worked. And I think that's just electronics in general. You, yeah. you get what you pay for, and yeah. I mean, there's other brands out there competing with the spy points in that in that realm. Right. And I haven't used them from the reviews I've read. There's the guys that love them, and guys that hate them. So. I think it kind of goes with with uh, just you spend the money, you're going to get a little bit higher quality stuff in the electronic world. So, yep. What about well, what about uh, this time of year? I know we're running uh, longer than we wanted yeah. the goods, but uh, speaking of the goods, since we're in mid mid October, I know you mentioned you're you know we've kind of started targeting uh, the scrapes and seeing that the bucks are now checking the scrapes pretty frequently. What other tips could you give on uh, your strategies in this time of year for placement? Well, for me, it's, um, you know, it's all about narrowing down that, that if you don't have a buck that you know you're going to kill yet, um, pick, you know, finalizing and picking that with your cameras that are over your scrapes. Because in the next, especially with this cold front every coming in uh, this weekend, every buck that's on that property is going to be hitting it at some point in the next four days. So you'll know what your inventory is, uh, and what, you know, what is available outside of the flyer buck that's going to come cruising through in, you know, mid November looking for that last doe. Um, and so pick out that buck. And then once you get that narrowed down, you're still going to, you're still going to probably see a lot of nocturnal activity on those scrapes for your mature bucks. So then it's just a a matter of fine tuning where that buck is coming to and going from. And that's where I like to use those ancillary cameras. Uh, maybe even, you know, my non-cell cameras in places that are a little bit more inconspicuous, easy to get to, but just fine tune and narrow down that travel corridor, wait for the right wind and hang your set. Right. Yep. So yeah, but I mean, this is the time of year when having a cell, having cameras on scrapes is fun. Having a cell camera on a scrape, as Matt and I know, is really fun. Yeah, or even, you know, if if it is a buck that is coming out at last light or it's a certain time, he's he's uh, he's coming out in shooting hours. If you have it, if you have that narrowed down where he's coming from, and you know kind of where he's going to, or his food, or his scrapes, his scrape line that he's checking. And you have a set hung, then put that camera right, right on the trail next to your stand, and right. then you're gonna know exactly when he comes by your stand. Yeah, I mean that's the coolest thing with this with the cell cams. I, I I hung a stand this week to hunt this front that's coming in, and I put a cell cam there, uh, not not really even on a spot that's a trail, but it's actually in a shooting lane of where a potential shooting lane of, of where I could kill this deer. And I'm just, you know, I'm just curious and then over the few days, what, what deer have moved through there, how they move, how they walk through that lane. Are they moving through it quickly? Are they, are they stopping at all? Are they milling around to eat the acorns that are there? And so, you know, you can, you can literally just get all types of information, uh, from the cell cams and, and, uh, you know, really adjust, you know, adjust your hunt according to it. That's the coolest part. Right. Yeah. That or you'll be slapping yourself for not being out there exactly <laughs> so 
I know my cousin, he was cussing himself for, he, he hunted hard for two days, didn't see anything, it was bad activities, so he headed home to help out with the fam stuff, and left camp, and very next morning, there he was, standing, <laughs> his two-target deer walked past the stand, middle of daylight in the morning, so. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's always just part of hunting, but yep. what do you do with that information? So then, then you categorize that, you go back, you look at the weather on that morning or that evening that they did come through, the pressures. Wind direction. Wind direction, why did he come through during this time? And then the next, the next time that those circumstances come through, you know, you got to be in that stand, you know, and, and hopefully get a chance to kill him. So 100%. that's where it's at. So anyway, there's your uh, trail camber breakdown. I hope you guys like this. Again, please give us feedback if, uh, if you like this format, and uh, we'll keep trying to pump it out. Check out on abofitters.com. I'm rocking, if you're watching online, the new blaze the new orange. Blaze. The new uh, blaze orange hat. If you're an upland game hunter or uh, uh, getting ready for rifle season, great hat. Great hat. All orange. Great addition. Yeah. Uh, and so check that out and, uh, until next time, thanks guys and gals. Happy Good luck. Hunting.